0: First actual Rem and Sam pod coming right up. Quick note as normal. You know, the episode can't go by without some issues. Um we were doing the pod over Zoom, so could barely hear Rem. Um sorry about the ear but it's a little it's a little off here and there, so bear with it. Thanks for listening, uh, sticking through this. And uh yeah, check out the articles up on Spop. And yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome to first pod, Rem and Sam with actually Rem and Sam. A little, a little crazy. Um, so, how how has it been, Rem, after the derecho? I can't even imagine what's going on up there. Yeah, we had a hurricane in the middle of Iowa. I didn't know that that was <laughs> ever going to happen. Yeah. I thought they, I thought that was the one rule of hurricanes, they can't be on land. i making sense. Wait, how far apart are we? like? 25 miles apart. Yeah, well, yeah, about 25.
1: Miles you by live in Iowa City. I live in Cedar Cedar Rapids, but you guys didn't get hit like that hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mostly live in Corville area, and it was just like a couple of trees tore down. Um, we had the power go out for like two days, and then on the second day, like sometime in the middle, we got the Wi-Fi back. And I thought I thought I knew Cedar Rapids was hit hard, but I didn't know people were still without Wi-Fi. Yeah, we
1: still don't have internet at our house. I'm just using, uh, I'm hotspotting off my phone right now, but we didn't even have phone service for like a couple of days. Wow. And electricity was out for like, I don't know, like like a week and a half. And then it just seems like every city in the tree either is broke or like like totally knocked down. Yeah. But like for the most part, everybody's, everybody's houses are still up, so that's, like, that's a big problem. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was a tree. Now. Yeah. It was still bad. Like, could have been worse. Mm-hmm. But it was like almost impossible to watch basketball for like like ten days because mm-hmm. so there's like no service. If you had service, it was like super slow. The internet, like like I still have to watch every
0: game on my phone because well, no internet yet.
1: But I think I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna
0: be prepared. There you go. Probably more prepared than me. The watching, I could anyways. Oh, oh I got it. Yeah well hopefully you guys can recover soon football is football starting in like like a week yeah
1: yeah we... I mean, So like i had a friend that came up and was like do you want to do this fantasy draft and i was like oh geez football's in like a week so, like, yeah for the fantasy draft but I, just, I didn't even realize football was that far away basketball has been so much fun like <laughs> i totally forgot that football was happening
0: yeah it seems like it's a full goal in football for so, sure like the Colts have Phillip Rivers, so, like, why do I even need to watch? <laughs> hey, maybe that's why you're trying to forget, you know, block it out. <laughs> I It's already blocked out. <laughs> it, it's all right. At some point, you'll sub in, you'll bring in Drew Kobe Brissette. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, hopefully after the first quarter of the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> when he throws, like, three picks, you're like, okay, you're going on the bench now. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I personally don't have that many notes also. I uh, was kind of up till 1 a.m. last night working, so that was fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the it's definitely – we've definitely had some interesting games of late. Um, I guess we could just get started with the two game sevens, um, with the Jazz and Nuggets. I guess starting off with that, uh, I kind of – I mean, I put up an article about it, but I kind of really felt bad for the Jazz. Because it could have had such a poetic ending of Mitchell like saving his team after like dragging them all this way, um, but Cabrera, of course, had yeah, to play. Made out pretty good.
1: Like, yeah, three one lead and everybody's still praising Donovan Mitchell.
0: I, I mean, really yeah, like blow a three one
1: lead and then still still be one of the winners of the first round. <laughs> He was as good as Jamal Murray played. Like, you've got to win one of those final four games. games that like that.
0: I mean, that's true, but the main reason why they were able to get to a 3-1 lead is because the rest of the team was hot as well as Mitchell. I mean, Niang was hitting a couple threes here and there. Um, I felt like uh, Mike Conley, I mean, he just plummeted from those two games. Uh, I felt like also they didn't give Gobert the ball enough. There was multiple times in like this game has seven where he's like waving his hands cause he's sick and tired of not getting the ball. I mean, he did, I think average still a uh, double double, but yeah, I mean, they definitely could have used him more. Um, but yeah, no, most of those games, like it was just Mitchell dragging this team. I mean, that, and I, I have been hating on Mitchell. I didn't hate on him earlier. I, I didn't think he had it in him, but, I mean, he definitely took a step up this series.
1: I mean, I, I guess I don't really – I'm not surprised at the Jazz loss because I did still think the Nuggets were better. Yeah. Even when they were down 3-1, like, I still thought the Nuggets had, like, a, just a deeper roster. hmm You could see, like – because they played a lot of the games in the bubble without Murray and Harris and then, you know, Will Barton still hasn't played. But, like, Jeremy Grant was playing really well. Monte Morris was really solid like all their bench guys are playing really well during uh regular season game. yeah and then your boy porter jr too like yeah first team all all feeding games so then you think like oh they're going to get murray and they're going to get harris back and they're just going to be able to throw all these different lineups out where they can go they can go huge and then just run like all their centers and porter jr and tory Craig. Mm-hmm. And they can they can run the guards love harris and murray out there and they're just versatile. And then the Jazz just like whooped them for like two or three games. But the, the first game, the Jazz basically beat them the whole time until Murray went off at the end. Yeah, that's true. Murray went off again in game two, game four, game four or five. Oh, yeah. Or three. I don't remember. He went off in another game and they. Yeah. Won. So really, like, I even thought, like, if Jamal Murray's going to put up like 30 or 40 a game, like, it's not even going to matter. Won the first mm-hmm. again they lost the second one. So then, like you said, like, Mike Conley just tanked. Ultimately, the series finished off, like, how we thought it was. So, you know, yeah. Seven, I would have picked, but obviously not coming back.
0: One. I mean, I, I, I really – the whole duel between uh, Murray and Mitchell, like, while statistically it was great, I just felt like it was – I was a little overblown. Like, they were both playing out of their minds. But at the same time, they were like getting fed the ball a lot. Like, Jokic is going to keep passing to you if you're hot. And then uh, for Mitchell, it's like it's not really anyone else because apparently he doesn't trust Gobert. Um, so, I mean, and I mean, yes, it was according to stats, it was up there with the greats, but like, we're not out here saying they're as good as any of them. Um, I mean, and, and for, as for Murray. I I still don't trust uh his scoring. I mean, we can we'll see. I mean, of course we're going to have to I'm going to have to bash him a little bit uh in their game against the Clippers last night. Um but it just in this I felt like it was a great moment and a moment we won't forget, but there wasn't much to build off of. I mean, I don't I don't know there aren't too many takeaways you can take away as just that the Nuggets are better and the Jazz needed Bogdanovich, obviously, and I mean, they they were just hot for like a couple games, and then Nuggets brought had real more talent, and it showed later on in the in the series. Like, wasn't too crazy of a revelation.
1: I really like what Mitchell did, though, because I mean, Murray just Murray just got hot, like, the same way yeah. like, like it's just, it's like I don't even know, yeah, like neither of us know if he's gonna keep it up there for the next series. He probably won't. But Mitchell, like. He, like Jokic was unplayable on defense. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mitchell's, their strategy was every time they're just going to come down and you know, put Jokic in a pick and roll with Mitchell and Gobert. And Mitchell could just walk to the rim. So it's like, you know, he's going to have like 15, 20 drives a game and he's either going to get an easy layup or he's going to get fouled in two free throws. Yeah. And he's going to get all these rhythm building shots. So even though he's like a streaky three-point shooter, all of his, he's got all of his momentum and his confidence going from driving to the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taking like insane threes.
0: Yeah. And I mean,
1: I, <laughs> it, it was it worked. Like it was like, okay, you're not gonna. Jokic is
0: just gonna sink back all mm-hmm. the basket and, like, this hook. like we're just gonna do it every time. Exactly, and, and and I mean, they the Jazz did make it tough for the Nuggets. I mean, he took a crazy hook shot from Jokic, which was a great shot, by the way um to uh end this game but um just it was ob- it was pretty obvious once you started going like in deeper into the bench and as the stars got tired that the nuggets were just better i mean there was like a third quarter stretch there where i mean the ben the nuggets bench like like you mentioned like porter and craig and harris coming back i mean it started to go off and the jazz felt just tired they were exhausted i mean it's it just had their main guys keep pushing so much and um it was it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch for as a jazz fan especially that ending I don't I don't know it it take a long while for at least I know for me to recover and I'll have to see if I mean I keep hearing now is it time for Gabert to be traded like I don't know if that's a little overboard like what happens if Mike Conley hits that three pointer at the end of game 7 <laughs> I mean, I think Mitchell forgets it. He looked like he was going to celebrate it when he made it. That kid, I mean, like
1: Mike Conley, like that's the that's like Kawhi Leonard level shot if he hits that walk-off game seven to win the series.
0: Leaning 4-3, contested.
1: Yeah, like that would, been, that would have been insane. And then the 3-1 thing never happened. Murray's run is just, you know, it's just cute. And now Mitchell, Mitchell becomes like this this, like, young playoff superstar because he's so good in the playoffs every year. Going back to that rookie year when he was awesome against the Thunder, yeah. he, hasn't been, he hasn't been quite that good. Mm-hmm. But he's always gotten better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. The year in the playoffs, he's always playing best basketball. And then you put that on top of this, like, 50.0 first. I
0: mean, he was just... You know, Yeah. I mean, I think either team was just getting ready to get blasted by the Clippers. I mean, so like while he would be given some praise for like making it, I mean, his flaws would be shown really big greatly in the next series, especially when you have two great defenders on them. Um but yeah, no, it's a miss or make league. I mean, there's so many other shots like in the other game 7 where you make the shot and it totally changes the organization. Like Lou Dort, who had been hot that night, who had thirty points, if he makes that shot over Harden, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say it. I, I'm I know this ain't is not an original thought, but there's a high chance D'Antoni gets fired, high chance um Maury. I mean, I don't think you get I don't know if he would get fired, but I mean that is a possibility, especially after the Hong Kong thing. And I mean, this is, I kind of wanted the Rockets to lose because it's about time we see a makeover. I mean, it just feels like it's the same thing over and over. But, I mean, it's miss or make. I know it's a cliche, but you see it in action in both games. Does the fact that Harden made a
1: defensive play at the end of the game make up for the fact that he was awful again?
0: No. Offensively in a game seven? No. Not not one bit. at. And, I mean, I looked over his game log, and he it's not like he's had every single Game 7. It's horrible. It's just he's had too many, and it was showed here again. I mean, you kind of needed Russell Westbrook to make his shots, as well as Eric Gordon on, like, a deep three. It's ridiculous.
1: Russell Westbrook was, like, awesome. Like, he wasn't awesome, but, like, for the game, that was being played, he was, like, one of the best players in it. Mm-hmm. He was the hard, like, I don't even... I don't even know what to say about Harden at this point. Like, we get it. He's gonna be awful in clutch games. He's not gonna attack. He's gonna go one for twelve from the three point line.
0: Mhm.
1: But Westbrook—Westbrook was the only guy at times that just looked like he actually wanted wanted the ball. To do. And Covington was awesome too. And a couple good plays. But I mean, what and this is the first time we've got to see Westbrook—is like the second best player on his team. Mhm. Because his playoffs for the Thunder came with him as the best player, but now he doesn't have to be the best player.
0: Yeah,
1: he can do do this when he has to. If Harden's gonna, if Harden's gonna go, you know, he's gonna make two field goals the entire game. Like Westbrook has no problem. Like, okay, I, I got this. so that's what he wants to do anyway. But now he gets to play Harden, and he's the second
0: best player. Mm -hmm. And it kind Um, of felt felt like. Dan Tony knew that Harden wasn't going to be as great cuz they I literally saw one play where Harden was setting a screen for Daniel House who made a dribble move and then pulled up for 3 and I'm like that should never happen like you're stupid. the roles are reversed it shouldn't happen I mean I, I understand for some reason Harden doesn't play great in the uh, game 7 but at the same time you should he shouldn't be the one like, and I, and I know last year, this past couple of months, I had, I did give him, um, perhaps for not, you know, setting screens and doing other stuff besides dribbling the ball. But a game seven's kind of a little different. Like that's kind of when you need to take over. So, um, I'm, I'm not surprised that Harden had a bad game. I mean, I think he needed, there were two or three other players who had 20 points, um, don't quote me on that, but... I mean, he definitely needed the whole team to be uh, to carry him to this one, that's for sure. And it still took a shot. Is Jeff Green a good playoff player?
1: Because he had another good Game 7 again. He had a game, good Game 7 a couple years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals when he was on the Cavs with Celtics. You
0: yeah. know?
1: And then he did it again here. First round, obviously, not the Eastern Conference Finals, but still a Game 7. And then he was like still really efficient. Are you in on Jeff Green as a
0: good playoff player? No, I mean I think he's he's a guy that I mean is gets left open more often than he should be. Uh, he was five for seven, three for four, from three. So, uh, yeah, no, on the Rockets, yeah, they, uh, they had three players go off for twenty points and it was still a one point game, and then Harden for seventeen. Um, I mean, I, I haven't. I feel like Jeff Green is one of those uh, memeable players. Like he's he's good until he's not i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like i don't it's two game sevens i don't for him i mean i don't i wouldn't put any stock in it i mean you, would you bring him to your team just for a game seven just in case you're know, like you're you're starting
1: do i want him on the spurs no no way
0: <laughs> no you just at. you know what i mean yeah I mean, I, I didn't really pay attention to him. I mean, most of the time, he's not playing a game seven, so. Whatever thing. Is
1: anybody, is anybody going to kill Billy Donovan for not drawing up a good play at the end of the game?
0: I mean, was that a bad play, though?
1: I don't I mean, know. It ended up with Steven <laughs> Adams popping out for the three, and then who was who's throwing the inbound pass? I forget. Was that Shea?
0: Um, let me see here. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, it was Shea throwing in the inbounds pass. It wasn't, no, it was Gallinari who was popping out for three.
1: No, then Adams popped out at the end, and then he threw it to Adams. It was like,
0: oh, and a half left on the clock. Yeah, he threw it to Adams. He was trying, well, he's just trying to get the ball, so. But that wasn't the block, though.
1: Like, where, where's the just run Chris Paul around four screens in-
0: Oh, I mean, the thing is, a game seven. Like you sh- you probably should have, yeah. I mean, they definitely should have, because
1: Gallinari goes up top and then Chris falls in the corner, like.
0: Mm-hmm. You're just gonna take your best Give me one sec. I just had a, uh, just had some video blast in my ear. That was a lot so louder than. Like like, yeah.
1: I feel like I'd want Chris Paul taking that shot.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like people don't talk about Billy Donovan at all. Like I'd hear him barely mentioned, and I mean he's done a great coaching job at so far, but I feel like there he there is this whole uh, feeling of We've been playing great, and I mean, this is—I feel like they felt already accomplished by the time the game came. Like, you know, it wasn't—I don't think they really expected to beat the Rockets. What do you say?
1: Like it was just like enough for them to make like take the Rockets to a game seven.
0: Well, I feel like they won't—they won't really get bash four, or they they'll get they'll just get credit. I don't feel like anyone will be like, "Oh, they should have won this game," which I mean, I don't know if they should have. It was it was it was a close game in either either way, but I mean, I think the Thunder were in a no-lose no-lose situation here where they're like if we win it, you know, great the Rockets go off and get fired and stuff and OKC okay, if uh Houston wins it, we still get, you know, the credit of taking this team to 7 games and having developing these young players. So I mean even though they, they probably should have run that last play better, it's I mean, it's something it's probably gonna be uh I guess a what if moment. I mean what if they what if they do win this game and the Rockets will, uh lose. But I don't I think in the long run people won't really won't really get on Billy Donovan still about the thing, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what Donovan's system is. I keep hearing him about being able to put the system in now that he doesn't have any superstar players. Um, but I think this will be. I mean, do you think Shea is an all star? What did he show? He's an all star in this series because he did have some. He did have some moments. I'm not gonna
1: lie. How do you do that? It's hard to talk about Shea after watching Luca and Mitchell and Yeah was fine.
0: Yeah, I I think Shay's in his second year.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, because he had, he had one year with the Clippers. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Doncic's in what?
1: Like any little thing he does, it's just hard to be impressed with any little thing he does.
0: Yeah, you just watch all those guys, even like didn't like your boy OG Ananobi who has been playing really well. I mean, we can we can go to that game next. Um so the Raptors did beat uh the Bucks last night and it was actually OG who hit the game winning shot in the corner. It was it was a great shot. Um but yes, they they he hasn't been playing that great as of late. I mean, I think he was uh 4 of 12, not 4 of 12, but I think he was below 30% from 3 that game. Um, I mean, he did hit it when he needed to Uh, with the, with the uh, Toronto winning though, it did feel like in this game, they just made it tougher for Boston to score. I mean, they went inside. Uh, Gasol may have only had 10, but it definitely felt like 15. I mean, or 20, he, he definitely was making his presence felt known and I felt like their big man showed up. I'm uh, I'm in terms of defense. I mean, offense is something else we can get to. I'm mean, And the uh, offensive side, it's Lowry and VanVleet were the main carriers for the team. I mean, Siakam had like 15 shots, but I mean, everyone else was below uh, double digits, while Lowry and VanVleet had 23 and 22 respectively. So, I mean, they're pretty much the heart of this team. And if they're cold, they're, the Raptors aren't winning the game. I think the Raptors are screwed. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't really think it matters what they do at this point. Like, when you go down two, that's the problem with the Bucks too. Like, when you go down two, now you have to win four of the next five games. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Heat or the Celtics. Like, that's that's my most surprising takeaway from the beginning of the second round is that the Eastern Conference Conference Finals is going to be the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Like the. The finals. It's going to be the
0: Heat or the Celtics are going to be in the finals. Season. I mean, definitely. I, mean, I those are two teams I really like. Like the Bucks. The problem with the Bucks is that. Giannis is playing like a big man now, and I know people say that, but, like, it, he is. He's not he, – he doesn't have much handles. He's setting screens for everyone in closing minutes. You're relying on Chris Middleton to make, like, plays for you at the end of the game. Like, he's the one who needs to take the shots. And, like, the only play in the last two minutes Giannis made was where he was literally, like, just – bully ball like is sandwiched between two guys and somehow made like the shot like I think Doris Burke on the call was like I don't know how he made that shot like it just somehow rolled in and it, it's just so frustrating to watch them because they're they during the whole regular season they put up historic stats Giannis is being put as the MVP is like oh he's going off again and then playoff time comes around and it's like Harden where it's like, Oh no, here we go again. You know, you play inside defense and eventually like Middleton is not going to, when you not going to win you games consistently in the playoffs. Like he just got, he, this guy played in like the G league for half his career. And then Bledsoe is, I mean, he's okay. Once in a while, he had one good layup, but he's not going to, he's not going to carry your team. So it it's just so frustrating to watch them do the same thing every year and year again. And it's like, Giannis needs to find something. Needs to find another level because right now this this isn't going to be enough. It may be good for the regular season, but you have a Heat team who, like Butler, he's playing. He's playing pretty decent, but I mean, he made Butler look like an all-time great. Goodness, bro! These videos are blasting in my ear, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna die. But yeah, it it. It's just so annoying to watch the same thing every year over and over again. Give me one second. He's
1: going to try to set the screen. He's cutting. He's not taking over games like you would expect The long, powerful Giannis player. Like He's just not doing that. It's all the. It's all the, I'm going to try to cut and get an open basket. I'm going to try to set you a screen. Like, I'm giving the ball up early in transition. I'm to on the floor. Like, basically everything you don't want Giannis to do at this level of Giannis is, like, what he's doing. And then, like, early in that second game against the Heat, like, their offense was just drive and then kick it to Lopez in the corner for three. I mean, Lopez is a good three-point shooter, but you just watch that. And then you, you watch Blood so try to take over and you go, this, in this roster win the finals, like as good as Giannis is and as good as they were in the regular season, Like, I don't know if I want the bulk of my offense to come from with Lopez so shooting corner threes.
0: And, and that's why last year, that's why they needed Brogdon to come in and win games for them, which is why I kind of wanted him to stay around there this past season in case he could switch off with Middleton and Bledsoe. Um, but without Brogdon, it just becomes more and more apparent that like, and Giannis, you look at the stat sheet and somehow he puts up like 29 and 14, but it, it looks like he barely did anything during the last couple of minutes. So, I mean, yes, you'll get his numbers, but with, I mean, with so many different players and playmakers on the heat, I mean, Crowder was giving way too many open threes. He only hit four of 12, but he definitely, there was a stretch there where he had two or three, I think he had two in a row and it was, and I mean, he really pushed the lead um, but what do you think about the foul, the final play on Jimmy Butler? I mean... I mean, it was obviously
1: a bad call. So, like, maybe, maybe one like don't put your hands on a shooter at the end of a, at the end of a playoff game. Like, probably better to avoid that. But still, a bad call. The problem with that call was like that. The Bucks fans are going to be mad because of the last ninety seconds of how they turned out. But the problem was for like fifty-eight minutes. Like the the final result of the game was the final result of like the first 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. The Bucks fans are gonna take it and make it like it was the last night because you know they got like a weird steal and a foul, and then were able to you know climb back in and then the Heat like and then tied it and then the Heat hit the hit the crazy free throws at the end. But the Heat were better, and the Bucks almost stole it. Which you know if you're gonna be pro Bucks, whole thing think like he played awful. And we almost managed to come out. And if it wasn't for a bad foul call, like the series would be tied at 1-1. Mm-hmm. But I just, watching the two games, I'm going to be pro-heat and go, yeah, the heat killed them for 58 minutes. And yeah. that's the time they've done it.
0: And I, I don't think
1: the, the Bucks are going to win for the next five games. Mm-hmm.
0: So was, I was actually watching a video, I think last night, um, by basketball reference, where they broke down both of those fouls. And after, like, Seeing the slow-mo, I kind of agree with calling both of those fouls. So the first one was uh Drogic running up to Middleton as he was shooting the three. Um, I mean, he did get in his shooting space as a defender. I mean his hands were straight up, but if you look at that play, like he was still walking towards him as Middleton was up in the air, so he was in his landing space. So I mean that one I agree with. And then With the other foul on Butler, I mean, the main problem they had was that he put his hands on Butler as he was airborne and he's an airborne shooter. I mean, he didn't necessarily push him, but he still had his hands on him, which I mean, and he used them kind of to stop himself while Butler is airborne. I mean, I know I'm repeating myself, but he was, and as he was shooting, yes, the ball was out of his hand, but he still technically would be a shooter. It's not like a rebounder. So I mean, I, he had both of his hands on there. So, I mean, I, obviously it wasn't like some flagrant foul or something, but I mean, I kind of do agree with the, the foul I and mean, obviously it's a very like borderline. So, I mean, I understand if, you know, people are like, there's no way it could be a foul, but I mean, like you mentioned the bucks, like they should have lost this game. They were 28% from three. I mean, Middleton himself couldn't hit a three the whole game 0 for three. Um, and and they barely put up any. I think their attempts were under at least under twenty. Under they had like under twenty or thirty attempts, and all the time during the regular season, we keep hearing out, oh, oh they put up so many threes and a lot of teams. Well, they're not doing it in the playoffs. So, um, and the Heat, they they just feel like just a better team. I mean they, I mean well, you just they played the Bucks, played great defense on one possession. I think with one minute left, where it was like 111-108. And then they give the ball to Bam and he had no one to pass to and he just hit the mid-range because oh wait, Bam it was an MIP candidate and is playing great this year. Like they just have so many weapons on this team that even if the Bucks do are able to stop the passing, which is hard as is, the players themselves can create their shots. I mean, Hero can, Dragic can, Robinson with a good screen can, and he's been he's been on fire. Jimmy obviously can. I mean there's like five or six guys who you can trust in the end of a playoff game. So I, the Bucks, their own superstar, you barely can. So, I mean, I'm not saying their Giannis is worse than any of those players. It's just when it gets close, you need someone to create their own shot, not necessarily like how many – um, not necessarily other things. So it it's not very surprising how this game turned out. Yeah. Is Duncan Robinson
1: one of like the five most entertaining players left in the playoffs? Just to watch.
0: I mean, either people th- either you think he's a flame thrower or just an average player. Like, I haven't really looked at his statistics. I think he's obviously a great above uh, above average shooter. I think he's pretty good. I just, I mean. He doesn't the main thing is he just shoots and I don't I feel like he's act, I feel like he's good as a 3 and D guy because he's surprisingly tall like I think he's 6-7 and I mean you see, you see him guarding some like centers and stuff like he can hold his own so that's why I mean I kind of like him It's just he, I just feel like he's a little slow for a guard um uh but I mean you could you can trust him both sides of the floor he usually makes the right play um and he's pretty consistent so reliant on like the you know, the primary ball handler creator type
1: to have a guy where you can like run your offense through him and like all they're doing is just like running him off the screen and then just like picking him the ball for three. Like nobody does that anymore. It's so it's so much because yeah. you like you're you're always surprising he missed. Like you never think he's gonna miss. So all around the court, through all these screens, he's getting the ball, he's firing up long threes. Mm-hmm. pulling up from like the hash mark sometimes it just feels like every shot for him is a good shot and then how they like at times just make him like the focal point of the offense
0: yeah i mean he's definitely a fun player to watch um i mean i, I feel like he's not like jj reddick slash matt thomas like that kind of speed um but he definitely is uh he definitely does know how to use those screens and get open shots um you have any other thoughts? I'm about to jump over to the uh, Clippers game with the Nuggets. I'm getting blown out. Uh, I just felt like at the end of that second quarter, it, it almost felt like, I mean, the Clippers all looked at each other and were like, yeah, let's be a championship team now. Because they just pretty much blew the Nuggets out of the gym. I mean, the defense made Marcus Morris kind of look kind of good. I mean, he had a steal and I think, one or two threes. Uh I mean, and there was one play I think where he got he got the steal and then it was passed to Lou Will and Lou Will passed it to Kawhi on the wing and it was like, oh, this play's over. Like he got, he went in for a dunk. And and most of the shots that the Nuggets did put up were contested like they were 25% from three. I mean, which, uh, I mean, I don't think Porter's going to go 0 for 6 from three again. I mean, I doubt they're going to be this bad at shooting. But the Clippers just, there i mean they they passed the ball around and i think unlike the jazz you can't really leave anyone open i mean there's no go bear on this team yeah, i mean and Harold was blocking shots inside and he knows how to cut and use the space that's given to him and it was it was a really fun game to watch i mean i didn't i didn't watch the whole game i watched the highlights but it's really cool to see Did, have you felt like watching
1: the clippers this year that they've like just this- – Kind of overall just like lack games where they like just go up another level. Yeah. I mean, they'll have they'll have like stretches of games that like, like mm-hmm. they'll play a game and at the end of the game, Kawhi will make like you know, a handful of good plays. And yeah. That. But I haven't really felt like overall they've they've had games where they've just been like this mm-hmm. and
0: they've had
1: they've had they've been in really good games this year. They've had Good games against the Celtics, good games against the Rockets,
0: mm-hmm. good games
1: against the Lakers. They beat. They won the season series against the Lakers. But you just never felt like this team reached their full potential. And I don't mm-hmm. really know if they still have or not, just because of the way Paul George has been playing. Mm-hmm. But at least in that Nuggets game, you go, okay, we're in the second round of the playoffs. You know, the Nuggets are hot. hot. Jamal Murray's been on a tear lately. Jokic kind of got going in that last season. I mean, he had good stats for the series, but, like, credit to go bear, Jokic was never able to, like, get in and, like, take over for stretching of a game. hmm Maybe that's just one of the beauties of Jokic, like, he's just going to hit you with it for four quarters. Yeah. But you kind of had a, uh, you know, a decent balance between Murray and Jokic at the end of that jazz series. And then all the role players are playing well, Grant playing well. And, then that, and the Clippers just shut him up. hmm Like, the Clippers didn't have a, oh, we've been off a lack of performance to start they just they just came not business why was why
0: and it just it looked really easy it did that was the worst part and pg was also feeling it i mean and it was like if they're both going like there's not much you can really do like they're both i mean um both pretty much like mvp caliber when they're both hot and it 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 was it was definitely tough to watch, um, the. It was definitely tough to watch the Nuggets running around, and and the problem was is that their rotations was pretty bad. Like you started to see how young their team was, with how like the the Clippers literally would just need to swing the ball around and they'd find open shots. I mean, there if you look at those rotations, it it was pretty bad. So I don't. And it just felt like the Clippers were just on a whole nother level. Um, I mean, Kawhi went 12 of 16 from the field, 29 points. I mean, and then um, PG did go 6 of 13 for 19 points. Uh, but it just shows like they had mostly open shots. They were, yeah, they were 57% from the field, 41 from three. So, I mean, that's almost 60% from the field. That just shows that they were just mostly getting easy buckets. So, I, if I'm Mike Malone, you, you have to take a hard look at the defense and figure something out because I, I understand if, like, a team beats you because they're just better. But if you give them the tools to be better than you, then that's that's a whole other issue. And, I mean, you can't you can't never, like, take Jokic and Murray out. <clears throat>
1: that, that combo defensively is just it's not good. Yeah. Like, we already talked about how Jokic was just going to give up the entire middle. Yeah. Games and it almost cost him a series. Like, he's gonna, you know, he's expected to play defense against Kawhi. Yeah. Even like Reggie Jack gonna drive and Reggie Jack is gonna get, like, Lou Williams he's gonna get, mm-hmm. like, he's gonna stop Harold to the basket. But yeah. Like, like, he's not, there's no way he comes in. Like, now you've sacrificed 90% of Yokes' offense for, like, twenty percent bump in defense. Like he's um, we can you know, you know, he might make a good defensive play, he might even like draw like a charge or something like but he's not gonna he's not gonna impact the game defensively. Mm-hmm. So now you're just gonna kinda of throw your hands up and go, Well what else do we do now? We just like upscore the clippers? But now you've got look at the other side, you've got this great defensive team in the clippers. He's
0: not, he's not at that point in his career we're gonna do that mhm it yeah it was it was it was tough to watch uh and we'll have to see i mean, the thing is is that the clippers have other people who can get hot on their team, uh like uh Shamet, I mean Pat Bev had one or two moments, and they they played uh let's see one two three four five six seven eight yeah, they played thirteen guys this game like. They weren't scared. And I mean, uh, like three of them were four minutes were, I mean, bench were uh, the end of the bench minutes, but they're, they're not willing. They're willing to go deep as the nuggets, like, and they can, they do have other guys. I mean, they have two six mans of the year candidates almost every year. So it's, I mean, usually the nuggets depth can sometimes beat out a team, but the Clippers can go blow for blow for them on that end. I mean that's that's one thing. I think the Nuggets would have bat, matched up better against a team like the Lakers, who maybe can catch on an off night, you know, and you use your depth against them. But the Clippers, they they're definitely probably the worst matchup for the Nuggets.
1: I mean, the Lakers would have just been fun because of the the differences in the guards. Yeah. Just maybe see if Murray can get going again for another series and maybe make it interesting. I think the Lakers could probably take next, like,
0: like five. I mean, I don't think they... Yeah, I don't think they would have won, but... They would have had a better it been, chance. It, it might have been more interesting from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, the
1: Lakers are still, like, a good defensive team statistically, but against good offensive teams, like, I don't... I still don't know if they could shut down a team for seven games with the Celtics. I mean, they did it against Lillard, but it's not like the Blazers were great. I mean, Lillard was hot.
0: And then he got hurt.
1: Trust yeah. The Lakers defense, but it would have been, it would have been fun to see if Murray could get going
0: again. And I mean, my main problem with the Lakers is if Alex Caruso is your best uh, perimeter guard, like a perimeter defender, like, that, that's kind of tough. Like if you're relying on sometimes KCP to make shots, I don't. I don't trust their depth. I. Th- I think the Clippers are gonna beat them. I just. I just feel like yes, AD and LeBron are just so above everyone else, and they. they can go crazy with those black uniforms, which I love, by the way. Um, but it's just the the team beyond that is just it's just so lackluster. It's. He's definitely gonna have to have some create her Is that how you say her efforts uh, to take them to the finals. <laughs>
1: If if I told you the Celtics win the finals, would you be surprised?
0: Uh, actually, yes. Uh, Tatum hasn't been—he's been on and off. I mean, he's been more on than off, but and I mean, Kemba—it's—I I, would have been kind of surprised because I don't—I mean, it, if it was against the Lakers, I wouldn't have been surprised, but against the Clippers, I feel like. they they can shut down the Celtics. I mean, mean, watching them play against each other, it's always been a great game. So, I mean, it's... I I wouldn't be too surprised, but I would have been. I don't know if it's like an entertainment factor
1: with the Celtics, because maybe
0: I... I know personally, I probably
1: just enjoy watching the Celtics more of any of the the teams left. Mm hmm But I... I don't know. I just feel really good about the Celtics. The way... Like, Tatum, I don't... If we ranked guys... I trust in a playoff game right now of the dudes that are left. Like Tatum might be three. Yeah. Like it might just be Kawhi, LeBron, and then it might be Tatum next. <laughs>
0: well, and that's the thing. Tatum knows when to turn it on. Like if you give him the ball last two minutes, he'll go. It's just you might need him before that, and that's kind of the problem. Where I don't, I don't know if they can keep up with if they can keep up scoring wise. And I mean, if they're if they're going off, they can. So at I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised. I mean, I, obviously, I've always loved Tatum, but, uh, well, I, well, I mean, I, don't, I it's going to be, if, if it's the Celtics heat, I, I can't wait. I really want to see
1: We haven't really seen until um,
0: here and then, uh, the playoffs. This- mm-hmm. Kemba with this version of
1: Tatum. Mm-hmm. Like Earlier in the year was, well, okay, this is going to be Kemba's team. Kemba's going to do all the Kyrie and hopefully, like, Brown and Tatum continue to get better, and then they kind of make up the play, and they all just kind of do this together. But then when Kemba went out and Tatum sort of emerged, like, they, they weren't playing together that much. So now we've seen, like, the peak offensive version of Kemba with this version of Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So now we have Kemba as the second career yeah. on his team, which we haven't seen him before in his career, in the NBA. Which is one of the reasons why I think he's doing so well. Because I mean, Tatum, like Tatum, the scoring's great too, but the creating, like, some of the stuff he's doing in that game against the Raptors, where he's like, as the team, as they're coming over to double, like the what the passes he's making, like Tatum's been absolutely awesome. But then yeah. You have Kemba come in and now he's drawing like, like who's guarding like Van Fleet? Like he gets to just gross Van Fleet for a seven-game series. Like I'll take that if I'm Yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm a little worried about Kemba's durability because he is taking a lot of tough screens. I mean, and he'll try to fight over them, but I feel like he's hurting himself. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely carried the Celtics in a couple of these games. I mean, I, I think he's averaging like 28 points, 29. Uh, and they've definitely needed him. Uh, it's just, we'll have to see if, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tatum can take over the reins.
1: I think this is the perfect one.
0: Mm -hmm. and he's yeah in the 28
1: 29 like i'm not surprised he's playing so well he's got a major offensive burden lifted off his shoulders he's way more focused on scoring and not having to create for everybody else not having to be the best player on the team so now he's just you know pick and roll Mm mid-range
0: whenever he needs it like there no one step uh no one step back yeah he he definitely has people um, on skates uh, let's see. I think I think that's about it for uh, my observations. Was there anything you're going to throw in um, some draft talk? The Spurs got the
1: 11th pick. That's a little disappointing. They only had a they had a nine percent chance at a top four pick.
0: A L- little little hope there. hmm Not a
1: lot. But yeah. Now it's just what to do with that pick. Uh, there's I don't a whole lot of guys in 11 that I really like but if that pick you can package it with somebody I'm, I I really need to figure out like what they would what they would have to give up to get Karis Levert off the net
0: do you really like Karis Levert that much?
1: yeah plus with that 11 pick like I don't you know I think that's like a good that's a good number to get Levert you know you're not giving up the number two to take great draft anyway so just as a principle of the matter like it's not a, you know, it's not a high lottery ticket. Bottom of the lottery, they have to throw in something else, and maybe there's a package going both ways. But...
0: Well, right now there is a package for, oh, there's a package for Devin Booker to come to the Wolves, which, what, the... what would that? I haven't seen that. What... Yeah, I just saw it, but uh, I mean, having Devin Booker with the Wolves wouldn't would just be. I mean, there's only one ball. <laughs> They'd have to score a lot of points to keep up with everyone else. But what, is it? like, who
1: came up with that idea? Like, what are the, what are the, what would the Wolves have to give up? Like, Russell and the number one pick.
0: Uh yeah, I think that. <clears throat> yeah, I think. It'd... I mean, yeah, especially after this last year,
1: because they can't really like, they can't like touch the roster now. They just into mm-hmm. the bubble. Like they're gonna, they're gonna think that they've like stumbled on something really amazing. Yeah, <laughs> there's still like a thirty-five win team who won eight games at the end of the year, but. They're not gonna
0: it. I mean, I think yeah, they're just trying to develop right now. Um. Yeah, I'm surprised how much the people are hating on, on Lamelo being in the, with the Warriors. I mean, it looks like they probably will take Wiseman, but.
1: I mean, you know me, I've been a I've been a wise man to the Warriors ever since, the, you know. Yeah. Like, get like I always thought that, that was the best fit for him with uh, that's in play. I think <sighs> he made the most sense, especially since he's a really dark in the mm-hmm. draft. for the most part.
0: And I mean, yeah, they definitely could use a decent center. I mean, probably, probably. You, at, bat, at worst, he probably will be um, a rotation guy. I mean, he'd be up there with uh, whoever they got, and Kevon, Looney. I guess, like, I'm pretty sure he's already better than him. Um, I don't have too many draft thoughts though. I, I think Hill Burton is getting a lot of love uh, as a, a decent player. It looks like. Uh, also, the the whole awards thing. I still haven't understood. Like when. What awards are coming out, like today Morant was put as the rookie of the year. And apparently Zion is third. Wait, what? Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Okay, yeah. It was Morant, Kendrick Nunn and uh Williamson, which is kinda surprising, I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I like Nunn played a lot more, but didn't he only have like twenty good games hmm Like wait, didn't didn't Nunn get hurt? Yeah, None did get hurt, right? Yeah. Wait, not first? What?
1: No, I'm not <laughs> i mean, won, like, I not like yeah, the best like, the sample under, but the best that hmm.
0: And he also did carry his team. Yeah, it makes sense. I think either way. But... And I, I've been surprised. Kendrick Nunn hasn't done much in the playoffs. I haven't seen him around. Um, Hero's the one who's been going off. Um, another rookie, but... Uh... Yeah, I think... Um, Is there anything else you wanted to highlight? NFL's coming back. <laughs> yeah, Philip Rivers is not
1: good. <laughs> Nelson's
0: the best player I think people are really high on Brady. Like I've heard a lot, like about Brady going off. Like I, I think I I was listening to a pod yesterday, and someone was talking about how Godwin, Evans, and um, and uh, Gronk with OJ Howard could be the best like overall collection of receivers he has. And it's like, oh, Randy Moss and Wes Welker did exist. Like I, I mean. It's, even if that was the best. I I don't think forty five year old Brady's gonna be great. Like, it, I, don't, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, honestly. But I mean, obviously, it's one of those things you have to see.
1: going to do a lot of thinking about. That, I still don't know where I stand yet.
0: Yeah. It it's definitely gonna be a lot of everything. Everything in your head tells you to go one way, and then you're like, it's Tom Brady. Like, how can you think otherwise? No, I just thought, I'm surprised people actually thought Jared Stidham would start. Like, even even if he had was injury, like there's no way Cam wasn't starting. Like not that crazy. Also I think Fitzpatrick is starting for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he was gonna play this year or not. He's still recovering from that, that hit injury, so well, I thought he was cleared. Yeah, I
0: don't know if he's cleared
1: to play. Yeah. For uh like football activities and stuff. Mm. serious injury and it happened late in the year so if it's a full year recovery like it's
0: not yeah oh have you seen the super bowl rings yeah are you gonna get one gonna get like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, i'll get one mailed in uh, in, in, in the mail um, but anywho i think that should be about it um definitely missed my class for this but it was definitely worth it <laughs> um what what class was it anyway uh it was it was audio production we were just talking about stuff it wasn't even that even he said like no homework's getting assigned, and he's just reiterating what he was talking about yeah,
1: tell him tell him just tell him you were doing this this is the most <laughs> I,
0: I was making i was producing audio instead of coming to class we're actually doing this, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, we haven't started anything at KSP. We're thinking of apparently like at the games, they have one camera like stream it out. So they're saying like maybe we could broadcast it like something not just like do like uh, announcing or whatever. It's it's definitely loose. I haven't been I haven't even been to a meeting. I was like, I'm mostly kind of half in it just for the studios, but I don't know. I mean, definitely miss you, Remington. Uh-huh. But, like, what? Um, anywho, that should be about it. Um, check up the other stuff on the website at spop.media. That's S-P-O-P.media. Are you putting up any articles? we um, yeah,
1: get a Chad, Chadwick Boseman article up this week.
0: There you go. And have you watched? How many of his movies have you watched? Uh... uh you know,
1: I've seen the big one. Seen the third good, all, you know, the third good Marshall movie, Jackie Robinson, Black Panther. Movie. All
0: right. Crazy. You know, it's the major one. Mhm. All right. Well now I'll definitely be keeping a lookout for that and yeah, thanks for listening.